Rocky. There was a Rocky or Rocky to the Italians of the Oh, my God. That was actually a small one. one that was a map video. Oh, there's been loads of rats tonight. Uh, where I work is like down an old lane. And uh, it's just surrounded by people that just bend everything in the lane. Like they just empty everything out, so there's always rats. And then the one today was trying to climb up the wall. I actually seen the video I sent you where it climbed up and then it fell. I actually got mm-hmm. up to the top of that and got out of there. I don't know why you told that big story because I was talking about you, you rat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> roasted! Roasted! Oh. I got him! Murder worthy of Taggart. John Tegui, my boss does to the rats, catches What's them in a cage game? and then drowns them in a bucket of water and calls oh it God. a war of attrition. That's what he says. Name and shame. That's <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's, that's some... <laughs> Old world, <laughs> harsh, harsh. You're talking about old rat. world, mate. Like, see when Nicky said I walked down a small, dark, old lane, I was like, "What are you, a Victorian hooker? Like, like what's going on here?" <laughs> <laughs> it is weird. I took Kerry once because I had to empty my van. She just stayed in. She was like, "Just lock up. I'll get out of there." After pass through this shifty little lane to get to work, and it's like it's just filled with bins. You need girls were eyeing me up today. Don't you need to pay a troll to go over the bridge. You know what? Let's go on. Troll to. You see, we work at very, very strange places. So anyway, so yeah, oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I released a short film. I'm just going to promote it for the start of the show here. Yeah. Uh, we all know this was coming. It's on David Campbell Films YouTube. It's called Chapter. Go and give it a wee watch. That would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. we're here as well. The, the, I, cast, I, the cast are wonderful. Yeah, the cast are great. My two dogs are in it as well. Uh, so if you like some dogs, yeah, go check out. The t- I'm not selling this very well. Go check out the two springers that are in the movie. Uh, there's, Nikki, there's dogs. Yeah. There's jays. Yeah, it's, it's, what more do you need? <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know what people want these days. It's very hard no, to tell. Nikki, Nikki, you can review it if you want. You can, you can give your thoughts. I liked it. I, I, I was, I was one of the early years, wasn't I? Said, <laughs> you don't get a prize. Like I was like a John Lewis Christmas advert, but in a good day, obviously. I hope John yeah, Lewis are listening to that. That sounds like a cushy gig. So, like, if any any John Rose representatives are listening in, I will happily take the John Rose Christmas after. But we are not here to talk about me as much as I would like it to be that way. Uh, we're here to talk about Don't Look Up. It's released in uh, last year, uh, directed by Adam McKay and includes a cast that's too long for me to name. I wonder which one of our panellists will take issue with that <laughs> later in today's show. Um, it tells the story of two astro- astronomers who tell us the world's going to end and no one believes them, then they do believe them, but then they're too inept to do anything about it. Uh, that is the plot. It was nominated for four Oscars. Um, it was made That's in a budget of $75 million. So we're going to play how much did it make game. Kieran, how much do you think this made? The Wait, you said $75 million? Yep. Well, it was on Netflix, wasn't it? So it's got to be under a million, I would say. I would say oh. it didn't make anything. I would say it made... Five no, six hundred thousand dollars. Okay, 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 Nicky. Uh, I'll I'll go six. 
I was lowballing for shade, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I didn't <laughs> expect it to be that low, actually. The thing is, you got you got it in the right train of thought. It was released on Netflix, um, still sort of pandemic y times, you know what I mean? This is why like it made that that much money on <laughs> that much of a budget so um basically i just want to get your sort of general thoughts on this movie kieran we'll start with you uh, to kick us off on this podcast before you asked me uh, like to be on this i forgot i'd seen it and <laughs> <laughs> so, earlier on the day i was like i've not watched this in february that's lies it was december and um, so like this this film is it's warped my sense of time. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, like, I, I, I did like it, I guess. Uh, I suppose I did like it. I thought it was interesting. It said some quite on-the-nose things about uh, how administration and capitalism works in America. And I thought yeah. thought that made a lot of sense. Um, I think it, it was bloated with famous faces, so it kind of defeated the purpose of its... Anti-capitalist message, <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, it's worth a watch at least. I would say. Fair enough, fair enough. A nice, a nice, nice thoughts from Kieran there. I like it. Fair thoughts, balanced thoughts. <laughs> Nikki, what do you what do you think of this motion picture? <laughs> so what I thought about this was alright. That's mm. it. It was just okay. Aye. Like there was never a bit where I was like dead interested. There was never a bit when I didn't want to watch it. It was just alright. Yeah. And I think like a few years ago, like maybe ten years ago, actually this it would have been hilarious because of how stupid the government is. But now yeah. you're just like, I think that is what they're like. Aye. <laughs> it's not like it's not it doesn't feel like satire anymore. You're just like, I that probably is how they would react. Yeah. Yeah. It's no longer like, oh, isn't it funny if they did act like that? It's like they they definitely would. I, they, do, they definitely would. They would definitely just look after themselves and just leave everyone behind. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I think I'm a dead, I'm a big fan of, of the director and that, and I like the big shot and stuff. But I just thought I it was alright. Here's love- here's my thinking on it, right? I think I also agree with both of you. I think the movie is okay. I hated my experience watching it. <laughs> my my big thing about this movie is exactly what you've said. This is a movie that just came out at the wrong time. We're at the end of a pandemic. We don't need to be reminded that people don't believe catastrophes. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're mid, like, mid catastrophe. I've just lived that. You know what I mean? I've just I've just experienced that. I don't need to be reminded that a stupid blonde American president could really destroy us all and right. actually get elected and still ha- gain support. That's just happened. Like that's like, again, that's something that I've lived through. You know, it's it's all of these things where. And I'm glad we'll get onto this because it's the one thing I wanted to talk about. Adam McKay has a great body of work, especially after he sort of changed the trajectory of his career, starting with The Big Short and Vice. 
I feel if we're looking at these as a sort of unofficial trilogy, this is the weakest of the three because oh, yeah. it is exactly what you said, Kieran, to me. It's on the nose. With the big short, it was a thing that he made something that was difficult to understand to the normal man, sort of easy to understand going taking the through the pot. Vice, it's a character study, so it's not really telling you anything explicitly one way or the other. It's just showing you it. This movie, to me, every step of the way, just wanted to telegraph what it wanted you to believe, what it wanted you to think. Here are the parallels I'm making. Here are the comparisons I'm making. And that made it for me a more frustrating viewing experience because I know that Adam McKay is smarter than that. And in this case, I don't feel that he trusted his audience enough to make connections and had to sort of hammer the points home. I don't know, Kieran, if you think I'm unfair in saying that, but... Uh, no, I think um, I think yeah, right. I think like like you mentioned his Bob David work, and he's he's sort of came from a a place where it has to make the point fantastical. Um, so like a lot of his work, it's like it's hey, look over here, look look at this. This isn't this wild, uh, yeah. and I think it like he's he's finding it. It seems like he finds it difficult to drop that um, mm. when he's dealing with more more serious ones the big short worked um i thought and then like it's sort of diminished returns like with vice and then don't look up um but yeah i i think he's i think he's got bad habits <laughs> he's, yeah he, he can't he can't seem to shake since the days of uh will ferrell yeah and well nicky that's the thing because it, it seems to be phases in his career that we have these dimension returns. You have the heights of Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, all great. Other guys, one of my favourite comedies. I love the other guys. <clears throat> In that period seems to end with Anchorman 2, which isn't as great. It's a bit of a letdown for many people. Uh, many moves on to this stage. Nicky, do you want to see him do something different next? Or do you think he can bounce back in this similar style to the big short and vice and to look up? doing something else. I'm interested in what you think about that. I think I would rather people did more comedy films so I don't really get many anymore. Like just an hour and a half, around 20 minutes. Just a decent comedy film. Mm -hmm. And I think, I I was talking about this before on here, I think it's because it doesn't translate well. That's why, because like the big streaming companies want their films to be seen everywhere. Whereas Mm humour obviously doesn't travel that well. And these kind of films probably do a bit more. But in all honesty, I wouldn't actually care what did next (laughs) 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 that's the insightful commentary we get Nicky on this podcast for people (laughs) I wanted to say but what I hated about this film was the fans of it to be honest because Uh it was like if you didn't think it was amazing they were like oh you don't understand it you just don't understand what he's trying to say why does that matter obviously we understood it it's (laughs) people are it's like that's pure intellectual piece of art that you, you need to like really think about to understand it and it just isn't yeah hey, Kieran, can you like think you of a movie like that uh, where the discourse around the movie severed the movie for you like joker, joker. yeah that's a joker. good show. like i i was on the other side like of joker i like i had superhero burnout and comic book movie burnout and like i came out of joker going that was pish <laughs> <laughs> or that was rubbish. Sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll you can swear all you mate. You can swear oh, all you okay. want. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> cool. Uh, but yeah, and then it was like, oh, wasn't it amazing? And like, I felt like I was 
Yeah. I felt like I was for an alternate universe. <laughs> People uh-huh. said, oh, that was amazing. Oh, like, wasn't the performance great? I'm like, ah, do, maybe, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with all of this. Like, the, there's there's massive, massive actors that you've seen be better in loads of other stuff. You've seen yeah. be better in worse films as well. <laughs> yeah. You've seen them all be better in much worse films. And this is, like, the definition of mid. Um, like, the performances, the script the film itself was all mid um uh, apart from the visual effects i think they were pretty good <laughs> i can't agree with you more though on the the discourse and it does remind me of joker and, and nikki you put it spot on because i remember getting so fucking frustrated like i had to i'm addicted on my phone i was ready to just like delete twitter for a wee bit because <laughs> you're right it's these keyboard philosophers who are trying to make points in like 180 characters or whatever it is or less who are trying to tell you oh but it's about it's really about climate change and everything that's been going on yeah no shit sherlock i know we you obviously know I mean? knew that <laughs> but, but because and this was the, the point i was making to people at the time because a movie has a good message and a message i personally believe in politically does not make it a good movie. I am. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, don't I think could go out with my to be understood. I think they're made to be enjoyed. Like, yeah, know. or make you feel something. Like, not even enjoyment. Like, make you feel something. Like, this felt like a yeah. educational video. You know what I mean? At times. And I don't know. I don't know. It just it frustrated the life out of me. Because I could go out the back and make a wee movie on my phone about how you should recycle your fucking litter. All right, I doubt anyone's going to hail it as a fucking masterpiece. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. You're I've seen Joe chapter. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> you can come back anytime. Um, but <laughs> Nikki, Kieran sort of touched on the cast, and we're going to get into people individually in the story and stuff like that. But I am going to allow you your time. You have made the point many an occasion on this, this is where podcast. it all started is this film this is where it all yeah. started was this massive cast and my issue with it is right there'll always be a couple of ones like Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi that were in this one right because they're right. trying to corner another wee market of people that wouldn't watch it Ariana Grande fans then the same one I can't remember what the other film was but Taylor Swift was in it it was the same thing all these massive actors and then Taylor Swift and you're like, why? Why would she randomly be in it? The reason is because she's got a massive following and they're trying to just get other people that wouldn't usually watch it. So it just feels ridiculous. And how long mm. were they actually in it for? Kid Cudi and Ariana Grande? He's Not long. Once. She had a musical performance or something, didn't she? And I'm a big yeah. Kid Cudi fan, so on Twitter, everyone was going on and on about how good he was in it. He had one line. I know. He was much better than X. Um, I'll give him that, the slasher movie that just came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's him, isn't it? I... He, was, he was really good in that movie. I liked him in that movie. Um, but I think and you do make good points. Thank you. We are entering this period of okay. Sorry, let's I get know it was Timothy Chalamet. He was he was only in the end. Oh well, wait a minute. Oh, he was let's a bit yeah. Let's not go oh, too, it. oh, ah, to you, let, Let's not go too far, Nicholas. All he right. Was lo- we, he was lovely let, looking though. Let's let's not slag A the me. I, I think that that's <laughs> isn't something we should be doing on this particular network. This will be the first time I actually get sacked for criticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been sacked for worse. Um but anyway, <laughs> Kieran, you were you were talking about actors you've seen be better and even worse movies. Um DiCaprio, what did you make of him in this movie? Obviously, him and Lawrence about the linchpin, but he seems to just be carrying on the type of role that he actually started playing in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It reminds me of here. I uh, he's uh, <laughs> he's very um, 
it's very clear that he's uh, he might have. I think he might have seen this kind of thing happen before to somebody. Um, <laughs> it's, no, it's like that way that they got uh, like they got a wee bit of fame and then then mm. they started just they're like, well, now I'm famous. Time to cheat on my wife. Yeah, um, <laughs> it feels like he's definitely seen that happen, or maybe like I, I don't know, like maybe somebody's just went, oh, be be that person. Uh, and he's just went oh, fine. I'll be that person. It, it, I don't know. I kind of felt like he has anxiety and stuff in it as well, didn't he? Like he has wee mm. panic attacks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't believe like. Hmm. What am I trying to say here? Basically, like when he first, like when his character first comes into it, it's like yeah. a, it's like a, a real reaction. It's like, oh. Well, that's definitely that comet's definitely on its way to us. Yeah. And then he starts like panicking and stuff. But then <laughs> it's as if somebody just went, right, that's that character done. Move on to the next one. Be this guy now. And it's like it was such a it was such a change that like, as soon as he started like becoming kind of famous, essentially, he was like, right, well, now I'm another person. It's like he played three different people, like the meek guy, <laughs> the 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 famous guy and then the the meek former famous guy at the end i don't feel like yeah. they were all connected even though it showed me that they were I, they felt dead disconnected and the changes seemed dead sudden to me um it yeah, could have been totally. i might have looked away and then looked back and i was like all oh, right now he's this guy um but that's just because the film wasn't holding my attention as much as it should have I think it's I think it's bad writing more than it is Aye. his performance. You know what I mean? Because the characters tend yeah, to just actor, written that way. Yeah. Like yeah, he's DiCaprio is good, I, and I like his recent stuff. Like once upon a time in Hollywood is not everyone's cup of tea. But yeah. if there's one thing I'm going to point to in that movie that people should enjoy, it's the performance DiCaprio gives. Um, <laughs> yeah, that as, was good. Uh, as Rick fucking Dalton. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he, he has a fucking great time, and he tries to eat it up at points in this when he can. But there's just, it feels for me, right, for example, let's talk about Meryl Streep, right? Meryl Streep is so much fun in this movie. My problem with the character is that it doesn't go far enough. It doesn't go crazy <laughs> enough. Like, I was thinking this as well. I would have had Michael Cera in Leonardo DiCaprio's position. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I then I'd believe the anxiety, I think. Yeah, he would, he would actually look like a guy that is, I... probably some people do, would fancy him as well, like unconventionally good-looking. And yeah. he's also actually looks like he would have anxiety and stuff, and would have these issues, and would have signs. Yeah, it would genuinely be a surprise that Kate Blanchett's character would would be with him, like because. Yeah. But exactly. when she when, yeah, when she goes with someone, like, well, of course. Yeah, because I'm like, mate, you fucking. If I'm misremembering the aviator, please forgive me. But just shag him in the aviator, and I'm like, oh, all of a sudden we watched that big love oh, story. Yeah. And we're meant to suddenly believe, as you say, Kieran, that she would be sort of like kinda into this this character. I, oh no, I like him. He's, he's he's definitely a presence on television. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. be with him. It's uh, it, it looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I so, think he's like, badly cast. Like, I do. They could serve me agree. a sandwich. Yeah, and it's so hard you know? to make him look like a guy that you're like, oh, he's kind of good looking, but you're still just like he's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. It's very obviously DiCaprio. Like I could it's watch him read a menu, no matter what he's doing. Very obviously DiCaprio should be a podcast or like a Netflix series. Like, <laughs> like it's just it's yeah. DiCaprio in disguises going about, and he I thinks he's well disguised. Is very obviously DiCaprio. 
it's like those like that Vince McMahon thing with the face putty. Remember yeah, that? Like, or the, yeah. or the boss uh, and then fucking tune the fat is what I'm thinking. Oh, the, the invisible, the invisible boss. boss. The invisible yeah. boss. It's very obviously DiCaprio. He's yeah. walking into rooms. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm thinking. DiCaprio Nikki, in strange places. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. She'd had a, a bit of time off. Should we say, uh, after mother, it seemed like she'd just been burnt out a wee bit and needed something. You know, I wonder why. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck me. If that's I another film. People going, do you get it? Do you <laughs> get it? <laughs> maybe that's the Jennifer Lawrence genre these days. I don't know. I don't know. Nikki... Maybe the films are just, just blowing her mind, and she's like, man, people are, people are going to lose their minds for this. <laughs> but I found her very. Jennifer Lawrence in this, shall we say? Like, I, I feel she just plays the same part, like over yeah, and over like again. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought she, I, do you know, what? I thought she was the same as everyone else, just alright. Yeah. I mean, they, I liked the last, the last scene when they were all sitting together, and that I thought that felt like only real, like tables <laughs> like shaking and stuff. They're like, yeah, I know. Let's have a nice. That's the only time it felt normal. The rest of it, I thought, felt like he was like trying to write like himself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like like a version of his old older films, and I thought Jennifer Lawrence was kind of like that. It was just all these things you kind of expect to not say. Mm, yeah, I don't think yeah. there was any real change or anything. Yeah, totally. Well, it's hard because they're boxed in at the start and just we know that this is happening. They don't think it's happening. The fact there's not really any change between it. Yeah, and that's why I'm I'm trying to think who what's the name of the girl who plays Alex in Modern Family because I do actually think that. Ariel Winter, see if you cast like Michael Cera and Ariel Winter, right? Two actors of a lesser sort of star power standing, shall we say, right? I actually yeah. think those two lead roles would be effective. Aye. Because yeah, in I our. Think Aubrey Plaza as well should be good. Yeah, in my oh, mind, yeah, right? There is no way if Jennifer Lawrence and DiCaprio get in telly, they are not listening to what they, they're going to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you would, you would have you like you'd sit up and pay attention. But if it's more, they needed to be more socially awkward, more inept, like yeah. and, and less passionate. You know what I mean? Like there had there was something there that just didn't quite connect with me. Yeah, they like go- the cool kids pretending that they're not like it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A hundred percent. Oh my god! Do you know what this film is? I like. I like. I like indie music as well. You like it? (laughs) Do you like the PlayStation? I like the PlayStation. (laughs) This film. Remember. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic when like all the like Gal Gadot and all the other famous people (laughs) sang. This film is that. This is imagine. They don't realise what they're actually doing. You need to take a step back and think, what the fuck are we doing? It's like all the famous people. This is insane. Who would definitely. Definitely be saved. They would all, like, every single one of the people in this film would be on that ship. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. they're all telling us how the world's yeah. going to end. It's like, but that's the gross. Show me, show me pieces. Still look at us. Yeah. And that's that, that is the gross duality of this movie. It is the, that is, that they've never, they never figured it out. There was not an aware bone in the bo- their body when they made this. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's that is really where it sticks because, like, see, before I don't like being negative about movies. I think if you've listened to the previous ninety-eight episodes of this show, you will know it's actually very hard for me to actively dislike a movie. <laughs> However, this know, is I've, one of those rare occasions. Like, yeah, there's, there's definitely movies that like this. This I don't actively dislike this film, but I won't defend it. 
Yeah, but here's the thing, right? It's a good, it's a good satire. It's good at what it does, but it would be better at what it did if it was wasn't just filled with privilege. Mate, this is it. And see the movies you actively dislike. They're never the terrible ones. You know what I mean? They're always the average ones because there's potential there, or like to to do something much better. And I think that's my that is the thing with this movie that really gets me is that this could have been really good. This could have been a great movie. It blows my mind that it was nominated for four Oscars. Do you know what that that is? Kieran, do you know what that is? That is habitual. It's just everyone doing what they think they should do. DiCaprio's in this and he's in that, so we need to vote for that. Just because that's what everyone's liking. Like, it blows my mind. You can't take a step back and go, this is actually not that good. It blows my mind that the French Dispatch didn't get the nominations this movie got. Because the French Dispatch is a much better movie than this is. I would even argue that Last Night in Soho is a much better movie than this is. And I don't even know if that got garnered a single nomination. But for some reason, because they nominated Big Short for a bunch of awards, they nominated Vice for a good number of awards. I think Big Short uh, deserved that, all those awards. That's the difference. And I think it's now, it's just put them in a, it's basically put them in a a, a bracket now. Yeah. Like the Big Short brought them up and it's basically like, to to use a football metaphor, don't everybody like laugh at once. (laughs) Uh, Like it's, it's basically, (laughs) he's been promoted to like the Premier League but yeah. he's never been relegated. <laughs> he's not been yeah. relegated yet. He's he's coming yeah. in at fifteenth, sixteenth, yeah. but he's just staying. Yeah, he's uh, Leicester City three seasons on from winning the title. <laughs> that's that's where he's at now. You know what I mean? He's still sort of riding the high of that success, and that's why I'm saying if he's going to keep if as if I, I don't think he's going to listen to what I'm saying, right? But if you're going to do something like this again, like it it needs to be more self aware than this was because it was just a bit in, in my face and the wrong time for it but I hate being negative about movies Nikki I'm going to come to you ever the voice of positivity in this podcast what was your favourite part of this of this film oh my god I don't even please no no please it. please give me something <laughs> just uh, did, like did you like Jonah Hill yeah I, like good. I thought you would like Jonah Hill <laughs> I, I, I had my note here Ask Nicky what he likes, Jonah Hill question mark was, was that <laughs> Jonah Hill was the only bit in it where kind of like, he's, he's kind of funny in that, like he, and he's just a bit of a dick. And there was at least something about him. Yeah. And then he gets fucked over at the end, which is also quite good. Does, yeah. it, does he not have like some, some really, exce- like, like a Birkin bag with him the whole time? Like the, yeah. It's yeah. some really, like, excess, excessive piece of like fashion with him at all yeah. times as he's yeah. like just telling these scientists no no that's not we're not going to that that's not that's not uh, and i love how he's like her son and he still she still fucks him over and leaves him behind <laughs> yeah <laughs> she completely forgets about him did you yeah it's hilarious it's actually did you notice as well like her uh, like her <laughs> her office she's got a photo of um her with Steven Seagal for some reason. Yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> inexplicably touch. Steven Seagal, just the, the hentiest looking guy. That's like, like Step Brothers, Anchorman, other guys, Adam McKay shining out there, like uh, something just so small but so funny like that. 
when you dissect it and find it. You know what I mean? Just a wee Easter egg like that that just makes you chuckle. Uh, but Kieran, what about you? What was your favourite part of the movie? Uh, I I get dead sentimental about stuff. Um, like I'm like the my favourite part won't be anything to do with like the mm-hmm. the the satire and stuff like that. There's that moment. See when they get like see when they're in their car and they they basically get out of their car and actually do look up and they see they basically just sort of see the beauty of that sort of oncoming yeah. thing I, I i liked that part i thought that was quite nice. poignant uh I, I enjoyed it that's the kind of stuff that gets me in films um that those those poetic sort of moments um because i won't remember the funny bits um, yeah. or the, the sad bits or unless they really do sort of resonate with me but that bit did because i was like do you know what like if I was a regular, I, I play this game. Well, not this game. Like anytime I'm watching a film with a disaster of some kind, yeah. It basically like uh, I try and figure out at which point would I die. <laughs> so like, <laughs> nice. and I'm like, well, I'd probably be one of one of those people actually just staring at it as it come along, like just I each day just just sitting watching it. I love that so much. That is hilarious. Like because that you that knowing you. Like you would find a way to make that like so great as well, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I just want to see your Instagram if there was like a world that ended up in. Oh man, like, my my phone I'm... would be in the ocean. <laughs> like if, <laughs> if I saw a comet coming, I'm like, well, that's I don't need that. This is pointless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so mine's is different for both of you. We've had the funny, we've had the sentimental, the part that I think is the best written part in this movie is the bit that made me most enraged is when they're about to have the successful mission and Elon Musk, <laughs> sorry, Mark Rylands comes in and it basically stops it so that they can try and harvest like gold from the comet. Uh, and some precious metal that's in the yeah, comet. And like that whole sequence was the part of the movie where I sat up in my couch and I'm like paying attention to the telly and my eyebrows raised like the motherfucking rock. And I'm just sort of like paying so close attention to this film. And it's soon I was back in the place I was, which was indifference. But for those 10 minutes of the film, I was completely on board with that twist. I was like, fuck Aye. me. Like, you, I did, you just yeah. know that you just know that fucking these billionaires would do that. He's yeah. like, hey, do you know we can we can definitely do that. We can definitely harvest it uh, and just uh, yeah. like, you know, like we can Stop harvest you. the power of the cosmos. Yeah. <laughs> this thing that's about to destroy everybody. Let's. That's let's like a Pokemon villain. That sounds like. <laughs> that's, again, that's the problem with the fact that you just expect that. Like people go to something like Joe Rogan for their medical advice. So I mean, <sighs> what would people believe? They'll believe I literally am... anything stunned that he was not featured in this movie. I am stunned. I know. Like, the thing is, he would put him in it as himself and he yeah. wouldn't get he wouldn't get it. He wouldn't yeah. get that it, he's been a satire of himself. Yeah, he wouldn't get it. He wouldn't even need anybody else to play him. <laughs> like, we want you to come in and meet you. No, you wouldn't be like that. Like, obviously, people wouldn't believe a thing you can see. Like, yeah. It just seems like yeah, people are idiots. Yeah, I, I just want a scene of Joe Rogan talking to Jennifer Lawrence, and he's like, "Wow, that's fascinating." So, what would happen if I'd like dropped acid while watching this comment? <laughs> like, you know I, mean, I, mean? I mean, could I eat it? Yeah, I mean, could I eat it if I was on acid? 
oh wow what would it taste like like yeah. that's, that's what i really want to see what would see. it taste like what would it taste like oh fuck me um that's <laughs> now the next uh, the, the the last thing that i want to come to is poor matthew perry now ladies and gentlemen if you don't know what i'm talking about here matthew perry chandler from friends everyone's uncle was in this movie but had his scene cut, had his scene what? left on the cutting room floor. So, gentlemen, it has inspired this question that I've given you with no prep. So, I want you to answer just your first instinct when I say this question. And to be kind to our guest, Nikki, I'm going to come to you first. <laughs> what is your favourite deleted scene of all oh. time? I don't even know any deleted scenes, mate. No Star Wars oh, who ones. Bought, no. Who bought DVDs after? <laughs> of time? Uh, no, I'll start with mine then. As, as you know, by Harry Potter fan. Favourite deleted scene, the one that should never have been cut, comes from the second to last Harry Potter movie, Death of Hours Part 1. And it's the bit where he's leaving um, Private Drive. Oh, and Dudley. The bit with Dudley is great, but the bit that shouldn't have been cut was when he's talking to Aunt Petunia. She's yeah. like, I can't believe I need to leave this house. And she's like, if they come here, they will kill you. And she says, don't you fit, no, think I know what they're capable of. You just didn't, you didn't just lose a mother that night at Godric's Hall. I lost a sister. And it just completely adds like just a different dimension to this character that is purely being comic relief villainous Annie from day one. You know what I mean? In the final moment you see her on screen, you would have given something else to that character. And I'll never understand why they chose to cut those particular moments with the Dursleys. Like, as a Harry Potter fan reading the book, I remember reading that for the first time and loving it. So I remember being raging when I got the cinema and it was cut. Have you guys thought of anything whilst I gave that uh, passionate plea about the Dursleys? <laughs> the bit where you see Sauron's mouth and Return of the King. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, why? Why that one? It was just so cool. I remember the first time I seen it, and I was thinking, I've seen this so many times, why is this in it? And then it was obviously an extended version. Yeah. And it just felt like mind-blowing, man, to actually see like a bit of what it looked like. I love that. I love that. What about you, you know, Kieran? Anything else? My, mine isn't actually deleted from the story. It's not just been taken out. It's been deleted. It's. Do you know <laughs> Do you know Jabba the Hutt? Do you know Jabba the Hutt was a guy? Yes. I want a cut of all of the Star Wars with that guy playing Jabba the Hutt in every part of it. Because we watched like, everyone it. just refers to him as this big ugly slug, and he's just a guy in a furry suit. <laughs> I can't remember. Was it Jason first year? Was it first year at Unique and we watched that cut? Uh, no, I think it was. It was the year we we had the full. Semester of uh, films directed by films women. Directed. Ah. Um, and, but that one was because of uh, Carrie Fisher's involvement in the script. So, so it, was sec- it was second year. Then it was second year. Because it was Rebecca. 
Yeah, yeah. I want that. Like that's why, like when he walks, when he walks behind Jabba, they have to sort of digitally move him up because he stood on the tail. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he's clearly still just his gait is basically just as he's walked around a regular sized human. Um, I want that. But that's my favourite deleted scene: the fact that Jabba was just a guy in a furry jacket. (laughs) Oh, I love that so so much. That's a great answer. Well, anyway, before we get on to some Star Wars related news. Nikki, what is your rating for Don't Look Up? Uh, five. Okay, Kieran? Oh, so it's not out of five? <laughs> no, no, it's out of ten. No. <laughs> that range is... Uh... <laughs> well, to be fair, on one of our very early episodes of the show, <laughs> as we come up to the hundred, I'll give you some first-time films lore, Nikki slagged the new Spider-Man game for a 15-minute straight segment before giving it a 10 out of 10 rating. <laughs> so you can never trust yeah. things that Nikki began and actually <laughs> say. Don't, don't, troubles, as you said that film, earlier that, on, the things yeah. you don't like are the good things because I'm expecting <laughs> it to be better. Fair. I'm still give it a, a bit better. <laughs> uh, I'll give it a six. I'll, cool. I'll, 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 yeah, a five seems too low for average. What I liked about it. You know? Yeah, six, six for me sounds fair. Like six, because I don't, as we say, for to, to get lower than that, it has to be like badly made, in my opinion. Like I, it was well done, me. you know. Like yeah. every, of course, it was well done because of just all of the me. money that was in it. It's just not for me. Aye. Aye. It's just simply... it can be the most delicious peach, but sometimes you just don't want a peach. Oh, speaking of Timothy Chalamet, uh, but we're going to get <laughs> on to <laughs> some Star Wars news that came out today. First of all, John Watts, you might have heard, was attached to direct the MCU's Fantastic Four. And he was not. He left it saying that he doesn't want to do a superhero movie anymore. I was thinking maybe he's going to do some sort of indie film to cleanse the palate. Well, you would be wrong, dear listener, for agreeing with me. Because John Walks has been announced to direct a new Star Wars series. Um, it's basically going to be a 1980s coming-of-age adventure set after uh, Return of the Jedi. Kieran, what are your thoughts on me reading you that piece of news? Though I understood the majority of those words <laughs> <laughs> but none of that made sense to me first of all who's john watt so john watts was the director of some little films such as spider-man homecoming spider-man far from oh, home okay. and spider-man yeah, no yeah. way home <laughs> you know my feelings on the the modern Spider-Man. <laughs> um so that's why i don't remember <laughs> Fair. Uh, yeah, uh, so he's making like a coming of age film yeah. set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, TV show. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Why? <laughs> 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 Who is it for? I don't know, <laughs> but they need, because they need some content. <laughs> everybody that likes Star Wars likes it for a reason, and yeah. that doesn't seem to be one of the reasons thus far. It could be yeah. amazing. Um, I, I just like. Like, what's going to happen? Like, if, if, are they going to age into the Age of Rebellion and join mm. the Rebellion? Or are they going to age into being a Force-sensitive person? What's like, what's the hook? You know, maybe, like, what's the draw? Maybe there's other jobs in Star Wars, Kieran. Maybe they become a private detective in Star Wars. Maybe oh, see, they there become... was an old Star Wars game that was really, that was, that was cancelled, that was, like, set in Coruscant, that was yeah. meant to be... Like uh, it was thirteen thirteen or something. It was meant to be this gritty crime game 
not Jedi connected set in Coruscant. So I, I want that. that. So if he makes that, that'll be cool. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. He's saying if, it's, like... if it's good fellas, but, but in Star Wars, give me it. He's saying this is like an Ambo movie, basically, is what he wants to make, which it sounds that sounds very pleasant. I enjoyed the Adam project, and that was very Ambo, I would say. Um, so yeah, Nikki, what do you make of the the John Watts TV show news? Uh, oh, nothing. <laughs> well, I'll move on to the next story for Nikki then. I don't uh, like Marvel stuff. I don't like superhero stuff. Just don't like it. I, I don't know what used I to read the Fantastic Four when I was young, uh, and I feel like now I'm glad that he's walked away from that. Um, mm. But I hope they just never make that. <laughs> like, I think I think they will. Um, um, I was trying to think. I just who... that somebody else was supposed to be Mister Fantastic, and I can't remember who it was. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, um, oh, so yeah. I will just uh, we will move on from that, Nicholas. We will, we will not be saying anything. I'll tell you at off air. I will tell oh, you off air. Okay. Um, but yeah, I can't remember who it was that was meant to be rumored to be replacing him on Fantastic, Four, but it did actually make sense to me who it was. So um, <laughs> when I find out, I'll let you know, dear Buster. But Nikki, Solo, Kathleen Kennedy says Solo was a bomb and was a lesson. Um, she says that you can't recast um, traditional Star Wars characters and expect audiences to like it. Now, just to nonsense, your reaction man. to that. Fucking nonsense. I know. Yes, it's Donald explained. Glover was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And we've got, did you hear the reception that you and McGregor got when she brought him out? I mean, yeah. He, I know he, that's he not Alec Guinness. Is arguably one of the fucking most famous characters in Star Wars. And then you yeah. think of him as Obi Wan Kenobi. When I imagine Obi Wan Kenobi, I imagine you and McGregor, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and so I, there's just there's absolute proof that they can. They're making this massive program now based on doing that. I'm looking yeah. like, yeah, I agree with you. It's just, it like, just feels ridiculous. You just, I don't know why I'm getting frustrated about this, right? But I just don't get the people that are fucking running Star Wars, man. It's just constant stupid fucking decisions all the time. Here's here's the thing, right? TV they've got nailed. The series they've got nailed. I think like Mandalorian for me was brilliant. The animated stuff has been brilliant. Boba Fett was yeah. good. It wasn't it wasn't a big miss. I'll say that. Um, they tried something. It worked for someone. It didn't work for us. Obi Wan Kenobi, from what we've seen thus far, looks good. And the projects they've announced. Fill me with confidence. Favreau and Filoni seem to know what they're doing, the TV side of things. That's great. Kathleen Kennedy, and I feel like a broken record because I feel over the 99 episodes now of this show, I've said this many times, is one of the best producers in the history of Hollywood. Yeah, I agree with that. You go through her body of work and it's amazing. But in terms of being the head of Lucasfilm, there have been many times where I do not believe she has gotten it right with the film side of things. Constantly announcing projects that don't happen. Announcing directors for projects that then get fired or leave the project sometimes during filming of that particular film. Constantly trying to keep the hype. Yeah. That's what it is. But the thing is, Nikki, chasing of like applaud. But Marvel can do that. And they've been, regardless of what you think about the quality of the movies or whether you like them or not, Marvel have been able to turn out movies without much, um, what's, the, what's the word for it, uh, controversy surrounding them, keep the directors on board and keep them happy, and then get a good product at the end of it. They have done that for year upon year upon year upon year, doing more movies than Star Wars has. 
I don't understand how the lesson that Kathleen Kennedy took from Solo was, oh, no one wanted to see his Han Solo recast, and wasn't, oh, we have changed the release date from December, which worked for three years running, no, two years, yeah, three years running at that point, to Aye. May, which we hadn't done for many, many, many years. We didn't give it as much advertising as we could have. I, mean, I never saw any advertising for Solo. Yeah. Oh, we we sat the directors. As well. You yeah. just sat there, sat the directors straight away, like, I don't think I want to see this. Yeah, th- but this is it. And I don't, und- what I don't It just get. feels like they were, had a fear for some reason that people would forget what Star Wars was in the years in between mainline Star Wars films. So it was like 2015, Force Awakens. Yeah. Have to get something out before the last Jedi in 2017, so put yeah. one in, and mm-hmm. then the same again with Solo. But let's just put Solo out before Rise of Skywalker. Let's not mention that one again. Yeah, um, but, and that's and it even goes down to the trilogy. We talked about it here in this show I, before. I would say two out of three of those movies are actually quite good movies. The yeah. trilogy is guff as a whole <laughs> because there was no think, here, story or vision. Yeah. He's asked Scott about this the other day. So see when you're seeing Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, they're now saying like, it's great to get like the love after all these years and stuff. Yeah. Do you think the same thing will happen with the sequels where when we were young and we liked the prequels, Aye. people our age now hated them? Aye, because I hated the prequels. So I hate the sequels and now I want to know if people will like them when I get older. They will. The, ten years, they'll be amazing again. Um, just like with the people prequels. People the prequels, didn't they? Here's the core difference. The core difference, I think. Well, here's actually the co- the similarity is that what's helped the prequels is what's came out since. Aye. Clone Wars helps the prequels. I'd argue Rebels. Because yeah, you want to know what, you want to know more of the characters. Yeah, it's in between. It gives it more context. If you watch Attack of the Clones straight into the uh, Revenge of the Sith, you don't really care that much about Anakin Skywalker by that point. If yeah, you, watch you don't get the, the animosity clones, between him and Obi-Wan. Yeah, exactly. You get all of that. Like the rivalry. Wars. You get the rivalry and you also get the camaraderie. You I mean, you see them being brothers, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. them being a team, and they've been there. Exactly. You know what I mean? I think there could be something like that done for the sequels. If you have, say, Ray between movies or something like that, an, an animated show. The or problem is with them as well, they just don't feel real anymore because you know that Ray was originally going to be something to do with Obi-Wan and then it went to Palpatine and there's just all these changes again. But at least the but again, from what they were and how daft it was, the medical rooms and all that, there was just a story and that was it. it was but I blame, I blame the industry for that though, Nikki, as well, because the internet doesn't help that. Like Things could have changed. George Lucas could have changed his mind between movies and scripts, but we wouldn't know yeah. it because the news cycle... And the way information was transmitted back then, yeah, made, it was for example, was apparently supposed to be a, a Sith, but then obviously everyone hated him. Yeah, so because it was it was just fucking stupid. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was Michael such Jackson, a weird caricature as Michael well. Michael Jackson wanted to play George R. Banks, you know what I mean? But that would have been passed over every hilarious. headline at the time. And imagine that was this day and age. That's what I'm saying. Like the world. Michael changed. Jackson from Men in Black. Yes, yes, of men and black fame. Of the yeah. yes, this is it. This is it, fame. Um, but we should go. Agent M. <laughs> let's, let's talk personal about life fame. Let's talk about things we like about <laughs> of the, of the Great South Park episode fame. Uh, let's talk about some things we like about I Star Wars, and that's the TV shows. Here's the release dates that we got confirmed for the TV stuff. All right, 
Obi-Wan Kenobi out May 25th, uh, May 27th. Cannot wait. Andor, out late oh, summer. Shit, that's close. Mandalorian Season 3, out the end of this year, um, into early next year. Ahsoka. Hey, sorry, it's Obi-Wan a week on Friday? Yeah. Aye. Oh my God. <laughs> Ahsoka out I'm next year. To... And then the Acolyte is a bit further off, which is, meant to, is meant to be set in Coruscant. Phantom Menace. Yeah, meant to be set in Coruscant. Um, oh, like Old it, Republic era. It kind of sounds like what you pitched earlier a wee bit, Kieran. To be honest with you, I'll, I'll delve into it because I think like, you might be you might be into this as a bit of a darker, grittier Star Wars tale. Aye, give me that. Yeah, it, what we'll clear now. Come at you on that question. Then, which one of them excites you most? I would say Kenobi, mm. mostly because of what I've seen of it. Like Mandalorian is just like a mainstay now like i love it yeah like i'll i'll watch it i'll probably like it more than kenobi but i'm more excited for kenobi i want to see how they how they treat him uh and, and that sort of in between era that, oh, that exiled kenobi how how he how he how he got his gray hair, his white hair i want to see <laughs> it <laughs> it's because uncle owns such a little bitch to him uh nikki oh, are you oh. in agreement with you keenan on that yes Nice. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what was the wait? What was the other one? What's the like? There was Ahsoka, uh, Acolyte. There was another Andor. one. Andor. Uh, Cassian Andor. It's the series which has been announced for three seasons, I believe. They're doing of what? that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. Why introduce a new character? Be- uh, that was doomed to die, and then, <laughs> then say, "Do you know what? We're going to have three sheets." Three, three seasons. seasons. Three to seasons. Show you a, three the seasons long form version of how he died. <laughs> I do. I do. I'll give that a chance. I'll give that a chance. It is bottom I love the, the one I'm most excited for, and also the one I'm most concerned for, is Ahsoka. Because yeah. really? it has the potential to be both a tie up of Clone Wars and Rebels, which it will be. We know she's going to go after Thrawn. And that show, which will bring her crossing with Ezra, and we're going to get a lot of oh, Rebels Thrawn. characters and stuff like that. I just read the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, like that's one. that's who she's going after in that series. It's nice. Ahsoka versus Thrawn, basically. But I'm also concerned that they're going to try and... I don't know if any of you knew watch the Netflix Marvel shows. I don't know, want I them to Defenders Ahsoka, which oh is God. what I'm afraid Defender. they're going to do. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so just keep it simple just keep it simple guys let's not try and uh, put like, all our eggs in that basket Defenders you know? was okay because the interaction and like the best bit about Defenders was when they were in the Chinese restaurant <laughs> yeah just like, talking yeah. just talking to each other and, and having sort of uh, mushu pork and whatnot. oh it was amazing well anyway we need to talk about the movie news quickly that we got out uh, the next Star Wars movie will likely be directed by Taika Waititi as <sighs> the word on the street Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron uh, is further off because the fuck Patty Jenkins about sounds like and she's not someone who's going to be taking that. Uh, I can tell you that for free. I read those Rogue Squadron books that were really good. Yeah, and her dad was a fighter pilot. That's why she really wants to do it. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so she's she's very interested in it. Uh, And Ryan Johnson's trilogy is on the back burner just because he's signed a big deal with... uh, with Netflix, that's I think another two or three nice out movies for them. My so, God. yeah, yeah. So he's a bit busy. Uh, Kieran, which one of them catches your eye the most? Well, uh, what was the first one again? Taika Waititi. 
Tiger Waititi, that one. Uh, I, like, I basically get swept up in how much I love that that I completely forgot that you said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that, that like basically um, Taika with TT is it just gets a a, a a free pass for me for the time being. Like every time they yeah. make something, I'm like I'm I'm gonna enjoy that. I'm gonna go to it. That sounds yeah. good. N- Nikki, are you in the same boat? Are you are you too happy? Because uh, I know your thoughts on the last Jedi that Ryan Johnson's trilogy has been pushed back. <laughs> Listen, I, I just, Jedi. I just don't like Ryan Johnson <laughs> as a person. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Let me, let me just clarify. It's not about filmmaking. It's just it's personally, him. it's just him. After all the stuff, I didn't like it until then. I, I heard it doesn't recycle. I would, I'd watch Breaking Bad, and I was kind of into it. Got to the episode with the fly, and I was like, "This is fucking shit." I was raging at it; oh, it wasted so much of my time. And then years later, I found out that he directed it, and I was yeah. like, "Ryan Johnson, you fucking prick!" <laughs> <laughs> done it again. Oh, I really love it. He got me years ago as well. Yeah, and what person? Years ago, I was pretty good. And knives out. I think you like knives out, Nikki. You uh, might change yeah. your opinion on Ryan Johnson. I've never met someone who hasn't liked knives out. Didn't he, he did I've do... read about how you can figure out who's the bad person, though. Well, Aye, that's well. your fault. <laughs> Sorry, that's on you. What, I'm such an average reader. Yeah, so somebody's a detective. Spoilers for a movie like you haven't seen. Ryan that's Johnson the... directed the uh, LCD sound system video as well. That I thought was pretty good. The old baby oh, one. Right. This is why we have Keenan on the show, ladies and gentlemen. When dropping facts, encyclopedic knowledge. knowledge of yeah, encyclopedic. It's on his CV. <laughs> I bring encyclopedic knowledge about music video directors. Um, <laughs> we we have had a great time, uh, Keenan. Thank you very much for coming back on. It's always a pleasure. Yep, I'm glad I was able to come back. Um, and yeah, yeah. thank you nice. for having me. No, next time we will probably not be first time films, so that'll be that'll be <sighs> good to have you back, Nikki. Next week is the hundredth and final episode of First Time Films. What? It will be you, me, and Jack Higgins rounding it off as we talk about Avatar. Is that next week? Well, it's yeah, well, next week, next podcast, should I say, you know how right, committed okay. we are to time people. Um, yeah, are you, how are you feeling? Next week. Um, That's fine. We'll sort, it, uh, we'll good. sort it off here. I feel good. good. I feel glad to see the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to see it die. I enjoyed Kieran's laughing reaction when we announced Avatar there. I've never seen Avatar. I've never seen, I don't know what it's about. It actually is a first time film. Actually is, I've never seen it. And I never really wanted to see it. Yeah, that is what I was quite proud of it. You know, I went to the cinema. Sorry, I'd never ate a Scottish pie until like a month ago. I was pure proud of it. I always tell people I'd never ate one. And I'm like, Avatar, I've not seen it. So I'll be gutted and I have to watch it. I went, I went to the cinema with somebody uh, to see Avatar and it was 3D like 3D was big it was coming back at that time and then yeah. we, we left the cinema and I was like alright that was, that was cool and he was like man cinema's changed for the for the better <laughs> I'll always remember <laughs> he was such a he was such a lover of Avatar <laughs> I was like oh man oh, I need to get rid of this guy you see they said that the thing is, sorry, just quickly they're releasing it again so that people can go and watch it so you know what happened oh, yeah. we know what's happened just remember Pocahontas that's what happened we'll, we'll get into this next week I I really really hope that you dislike it 
because Jack loves it. And I'm indifferent towards it. So I think it will be... I think it will be... I wouldn't say I'm indifferent. I like parts and dislike parts. So I'd like to be on the fence. Would love you to hate it. And love him to love it. Just to make... Just to make make you angry, David. Now how how with Sam Worthington? Now how that big boom that Sam Worthington had after Avatar? Everybody, like, basically studios were trying to make him work. That's how yeah. I feel about Tom Holland. <laughs> I feel like oh, studios are just trying to make him work. I'm like, on just Eden's like, last uh, ever appearance on yep. any of my networks. The Imagine Dragons of Actors. He's the worst. Goodbye.